you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. I certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior. With me is Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, sir. What did you think of Zach yesterday? Wasn't that a great day? It was. I really thought that he did a fantastic job. So, folks, I promise you this. In a few weeks, Zach will be down here, and we're going to go ahead and get him on. And uh, we're going to get Miss Katie on, his sweet wife. And uh, we're going to talk all things, all things PTSD. So, so Kevin, here you are down in Greenville, South Carolina, and you're welcomed with like a 100-degree heat, brother. <laughs> Does that make you feel special? <laughs> yeah, it seems like I show up when the extremes of weather here. But praise God, I'm parked under the trees, brother, and I got yeah. three air conditioners on the roof of my diesel coach just pumping out cold air. It's nice and cool. Yeah. 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 And folks, we had the hottest day in the history of Greenville, South Carolina yesterday. And uh, for the in the history of recorded, I mean, it could have been hotter earlier on. We've had the coldest winter this year. It seems like we're having some hot days, but it's blowing over. We're going back to Greenville, which is about five or six degrees below Charlotte and all these other craziness people around us. And we want back there. We want to go. Well, folks, you know, we've been dealing with a couple things. First thing I want to tell you right up front is Kevin and I want you to join us at the Wood Spirits Conference in Camp Joy, Wisconsin, and Whitewater. Call there today. Talk to Mr. Moore. Make a reservation. Get the place where you need to stay. Make sure you get it locked up. I mean, uh, I tell you, there and there are a few camper hookups. You got to make sure you get the best one. I mean, just get out there, get that stuff done. You don't want to drive up and and uh, be in a bad place that way. And and then the second thing that's going on is we've been dealing with the life of Christ and trying to learn from that. We're going to jump in in just a minute, but we can't do that without the fourth grade riddle where we're sitting here and we're we're testing now this is an easy one now this one i would get all right and uh, so i i think kevin's going to get this one real easy but what's a believer's favorite fruit a believer's favorite fruit the fruit of the spirit there it is yeah yeah man so uh kevin just nailed that bad boy so as we go in spiritual fruit, folks, you know, spiritual fruit is something that we should be making every day. Spiritual mm. fruit is something that should be growing through us. It's what God does in our life. Mm-hmm. And uh, thinking about Galatians, tell us the fruit of the Spirit, Kevin. We, we Yeah, know. love, joy, peace. Um, oh, Long-suffering. Yeah, uh, meekness, goodness, meekness, goodness, faith, long-suffering, te- uh, temperance. Uh, which, against which there, there is, is no, no law. There is no law. And if we miss one, folks, we'll come back to yeah, that. Yeah, I'm sometime. sure I did. There's nine. <laughs> yeah, I think I was counting. I think we got seven. So, hey, but listen, you know what, folks? We didn't prepare for this. You know, we're just a couple of old dudes prepared for <laughs> John chapter six. All right. So here we are, John chapter six. We're in verses five through nine today. We're, we're going to grab a subject every day that we talk about uh, with PTSD. We're going to add that to our daily thing. And today's subject is anxiety. We were talking, Kevin and I were just talking on how anxiety attacks both of us. Anxiety is one of those things. If we're not careful, 
awful. It attacks everybody out there. But you know, the Bible gives us this great answer to that in Philippians. It says, be careful for nothing but everything by prayer and supplication uh, with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God in the peace of God. And folks, not the peace of this world, not the P-A-C-E of this world, uh, I'm sorry, P-E-A-C-E of this world. I'm talking about the peace that mm-hmm. God gives, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ. So, Kevin, when we look at this anxiety-ridden life we live, and and there, here's God saying, be careful for nothing. Do you think we as people forget sometimes? Yeah, yeah. It, it, not as the world giveth. Give I unto you. Yeah. Let not your Book heart be troubled. Yeah, yeah, praise God. Yeah. John 14. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, yeah, we do forget sometimes the, the fact that we, we need a baseline of peace that passes understanding, you know, Paul said. And, you know, something that you just like, it's there. I, I don't know where it's coming from. I lost somebody close to me. I suffered some rejection. I went through some kind of a combat situation but there's this underlying you know this baseline of peace and it is easy to forget the fact that you know it's there we don't deserve it you know someone someone called me not real long ago that had run over someone and killed them and they were it was accidental obviously very dear very godly christian man um and probably in the 60s and he felt guilty that he had peace and he knew what that was about. This man loved God. So he knew that it was shame and it was guilt. It was PTSD. That's why he called me up. But it's easy to forget what you're saying. Um, When you're going through something, it's easy to forget that this is unmerited, undeserved Mm. peace. The joy of the Lord is our strength, and we need strength. I need strength. That man needed strength, and by the way, he got it. Praise God. He became a great champion of, of, of what, what I'm doing. But, um, you know, the conversation with him had to, you know, kind of chase that thing down. Hey, God's giving you peace, right? Yes, don't worry that you don't deserve it. Don't worry what you've done. In fact, it's given, again, as a baseline to be able to build, rebuild from. Amen. And that's what we need today, folks. Uh, we need not to be careful for anything. We need to be the ones that are waking up in the morning with gratitude, asking God to cover our days. And there's people out there hurt us. They show up in the weirdest places. There's people make us anxious on the news. I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I get wound up when I watch the news. I get wound up when I get sent a text uh, mm-hmm. Uh, from like an agency of Fox News or something. They caught the killer today in Gildo Killer, Gildo Beach up there in New York. I get wound up when the president forgets what country he's in and tells the whole world we're running out of bullets. I mean, so if we focus on the worldly (laughs) things, if we focus on the worldly, I mean, folks, if if you watch Joe Biden for about five minutes, you're going to be more wound up than an eight-day clock, maybe a 12-day clock. (laughs) But if you take your focus off of that and you're careful Mm. for nothing, and then you go to God and say, God, this is silly. This is crazy. I need your help. You know what he does? He gives you the peace that passes all understanding. So we find ourselves in the life of Christ. John chapter 5, I'm sorry, John chapter 6, starting in verse number 5, going through verse number 9 today. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company unto him, he saith unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? 
In this he said to prove, for he himself knew what he would do. You know, sometimes when you talk to some folks and you say, man, we got an extra 100 people at church today. What are we going to do to feed them? I mean, you want to see people <laughs> break down, you watch that. We're talking thousands here, folks. Yep. And uh, we're going to get into that. And uh, Philip answered and said, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, mm. that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, there is a lad here with five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so many? So we're getting to a real cool point on this. And those of you who've read this story before know that we're stopping right before things get real cool. But I think there's a lesson here. As we looked at anxiety, we are talking about the uh, PTSD topic and some things that Kevin said to me. And then I looked at the passage and I said, man, Philip is wound up there there's some things going on and there's some things in our lives friends i want you to write this down and get this and check the block mm -hmm. there's testing of our faith from our god and savior there's going to be testing god's going to tell us to do things in our life and they're going to make absolutely no sense God's going to say, hey, Kevin, you know, go drive across the country, stop at a few churches you could find, hook up your coach and, uh, and go out there and talk to people with, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But Kevin, what are you thinking when those things come? Wow. Yeah. So true. Our, our Lord, um, you know, he was fine. He wasn't anxious, but Philip, you know, the Lord wasn't wringing his hands. Philip, Philip, you know, these, you know, understand we're talking about, there was thousands, I forget how many thousands, there was just thousands and thousands of people that were there. And Philip, I'm sure prior to the need for bread was like, whoo, praise God, this thing is busting out. Not only have we exceeded John the Baptist disciples, we are now just multiplying. It's going crazy. But, you know, anxiety really begins after the excitement wears off. Oh, no. Thank you for showing up, all you people. But we're not really interested in the baggage that comes with this, with this amount of people. And you know what? The Lord had no problem with it. So I want to say a lot of times our anxiety comes when God blesses us, but with the blessing comes a test. You said this, he said, verse 6, to prove him with the blessing of increase comes the the challenge of, of maintenance of it. And, you know, how are we going to handle that? Our faithfulness in the you know, it says in, in Romans, be not slothful in business. Our faithfulness with business makes a big difference. And I think God is testing us oftentimes whether we're going to break down or whether we're going to just keep trying. That is testing of faith. Brother Kevin's right. And folks, I don't know what your test is today, but I know it's there. Can I tell you where to go? Be careful for nothing, folks. Go to God. Go to the God who can take the uh, anxiety out of our hearts. Listen, we'll be right back with you. Let's let the radio stations do what they have to do. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. So this is what I learned in the army. You've always got the guy Philip. I mean, the guy, 
you're like, hey, Philip, you need to go down to the supply room and get 100 gallons of paint and uh, go down to the chow hall, get food for 300 and tell them we need it tomorrow morning. So you got the Philip guy who's freaking out. Then you always got that quartermaster guy, that that supply dude. You know, they're everywhere. So usually it's the admin guy that's freaking out. And I was an admin sergeant major, so I take the hit on that, all right? And then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, comes along, and he's just the facts, all right? He's He's got the ledger. He knows that Jesus can turn water to wine. He's seeing miracles. He's seeing a guy running up and down the street with a mattress on his back. Certainly, at this point, he's the nobleman's son. I mean, they know what's going on. And uh, so, so what does Andrew do? Andrew's not this great spiritual giant by any means. But you know what he did? He said, this is what we have, Lord. This is what we got. We got some barley loaf and a couple of these little Love fishes. It. And uh, that's what he walked up and said, now, I'm thinking about this. All right, in a minute, you're going to see this feeding of 5,000. Some think there's when tomorrow. And some people think, well, there's 5,000 plus their families. We'll go through it. There's thousands of people out there. That's the bottom line. That's all you need to know. There's thousands of people. And I'm telling you right now, when there's thousands of people, it doesn't matter whether they're soldiers, disciples, people chasing after a miracle. They start looking around for the chow hall all right they're looking for fire they're looking for uh, you, you know they're looking for some raw fish out there and and uh, they're looking for people rolling up some squid or whatever whatever they call that so i don't even know what they call raw fish anymore what do they call raw fish kevin see we're old about, people you don't mean the sushi do you? sushi yeah they're yeah. looking for sushi they're looking for bread they're looking for all kinds of things and and then they see this one little kid bring up a couple fish and a few loaves of bread and you got a brother up there taking inventory he's like lord we got five small loaves of bread and a couple fish man it's not even a sunbeam wrapper you know we can't feed the people up here on security god you know never mind it folks i'm so Sorry, this is just—you know—what a day to have talk about anxiety. While Kevin and I are sitting here laughing, uh, but you know, Philip's response would be mine. Andrew's response is an Andrew in every group, Kevin, and he's just saying, "This is what we got, Lloyd." Yeah, yeah. To be honest with you, I'm triggering with all this because I'm thinking I can associate so well with you know the a stress of having something suddenly thrust upon you and you're like man things were going so good why why is this issue brought up you know get rid of this problem lord our um our text says 200 penny worth of bread and i figured that's about thirty thousand dollars so philip is saying you know because a penny is a day's wages so you're yeah. talking roughly you know seven twelfths of of uh of the average yearly income so we're, you know, just, uh, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000, whatever, that's a lot. And, you know, when the Lord gets ready to bless and multiply what little bit we have, oftentimes it's not during a time of plenty. Sometimes it is, but sometimes it is done with the, you know, a direct um, design of testing our faith. Do you believe this is of God or does, is is your God only able to work when you have this much in reserve? And I, like I said, I'm triggered about this because <laughs> not really, but I am, I can associate with the fact that some of the greatest blessings came when the reserves were the lowest. Um, you know, there, this ministry with wounded spirits for me sprang out of a time of just darkness you know where i was like lord i i wish things were in a better situation i wish things and you know what god god 
what am I supposed to do? What, you know, how do you, how do you deal with this? What's been handed to me? And, and God was able to praise, praise his name. God was able to take what, what little bit of faith, what little bit of resources, what little bit of, you know, capacity I had. And without getting into the details, God just put me in such a wonderful situation where there's, there's probably people being helped, you know, a hundred times more uh, than than before the the situation. So I am just amazed at God's ability to test us so that He can carry out a plan to bless us. Yeah, that's that's right where it's at. There's so much going on here, and yeah, you, you know we're we're sitting here and we got thousands of people, and you guys know exactly what's going to happen and where I'm going. But something needs to happen, and the first thing that happens that I think. I think God wanted everything to fall in order. Uh, Philip comes up and says, you know, Lord, there, this, this boy has uh, five loaves of bread and a couple small fishes. Those loaves of breads are about the size of rolls at Texas Roadhouse, man. He's, he's got a couple <laughs> sardines. I mean, this is the, they sent the boy with his meal for the day. That's a day's worth of chow for that little boy. Mm. So, of course, you know, Philip's like, man, a year's wages, man, you know, for all of us. I mean, we got penny worth a day. So, somehow, mm. how in the world can we get these rolls made how can we buy all this? It's impossible. We got to go into town. Yeah. And if we get everybody five loaves to get them through the day and a couple fish, I mean, there's some money going out the window. You know, we're not talking about buying Kraft macaroni and cheese and throwing a scoop of, I used to eat margarine in my, I didn't realize that margarine, that's, I think that's why uh, I haven't wrinkled as much. I think there's some chemical in there that's eaten away. Plastic. Uh, yeah, some kind of plastic thing. I think I'm like uh, the Presley daughter there, the Presley wife. And then the poor daughter died of a, a bowel blockage. But anyway, here we are. And, and folks, we're recognizing the resources coming together. And all God's wanting to come out of this is the same thing he wants from us. He's wanting us to trust him to provide. So the lesson today, you know, we we deal with anxiety. We, we deal with these tough things. But there's a lesson here. The lesson is we need to trust in God. God's provision. And folks, I'm here to tell you there's thousands of people. They're talking about Philip. They're talking about Andrew, but this is what they know about God back then. They're not on Facebook. They're not, they don't have their iPhone out. They're not looking around. They're not figuring, they're saying, this is the God who can heal us. This is the God who can heal little Johnny. This is the God who can effectively change our lives. This God can change everything. And that's all that mattered to the crowd. And so when, when God says, you know, get the people ready to feed them, and we're going to see a a lot of that in a few minutes the people are getting ready to be fed and uh, the funny thing is and, and the weird thing that always blows my mind here in chapter six and and kevin over and over again the people who are freaking out that the bible's talking about are the people mm. who are closest to christ yeah and that's something yeah the uh when philip came here and he's talking he says what what, what are they among so many we got th this is the inventory excuse me is a uh, simon this is, uh, this is the inventory, and what are they among so many? I think it's oftentimes the test that you and I face, Doug, is that we look at what we have over against what is needed, and then we make a decision about our future based on that. And God's like, hello, the, the, I'm trying to make your future radically better, radically different. But you're stuck looking at your inventory sheet. You're stuck looking at what little bit you have left. 
And, and boy, I see that on Facebook among friends sometimes where people are just saying, this is what's going on in my life. I hate it. And, uh, you know, uh, I wish God treated me better, you know, that kind of thing. And, and you're just thinking, man, I wish they could look up and stop muckraking in their life and look up at what God is, is up to. But yeah, I think, I think if I could encourage anyone in their struggles and trials is God reminded me of this, or this is a thought that I had as a young Christian, probably 1982, that what God, and I had a little book called the pocket promise book or God's pocket promise book. Brother, I got one in the other room. Over it here. was a great list of promises. And I, and I bought that at some Christian bookstore. I thought it was wonderful. Kept it next to my Bible, but because it was full of scripture. But what that was is God's promise for this topic, you know, for anxiety, God's promise for need, God's promise for sickness, you know, just whatever. And and at some point, I began looking at life and getting discouraged, you know, at some point, uh, you know, after I bought that book. And I was able to pick up that book, and I said, Lord, I'm seeing a bunch of promises. So my decision is whether I'm going to look at the problem or whether I'm going to look at the promise. And God, thank you thankfully has gotten me through. We sure do love you folks. Make sure you take the opportunity today to call Camp Joy in Whitewater, Wisconsin. Be out there with us September 11th through 15. We sure do love you people. You got to come back tomorrow. There's thousands of people being fed tomorrow on five loaves of bread and a couple small fish. That's our God. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.